Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Uh, you can even make some votes on the election. I'm looking now, and Joe Biden, as we're taping this now, on election day, Joe Biden is still a favorite, not by too much, but uh, and also Democrats to win the Senate um, are still is still a favorite. So you can check those out. And, of course, they have some NFL games and stuff on Sunday you can check out. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. another uh, election day version of Bill Roden on sports. I'm on my way to uh, uh, the Canadian border right now. I should hit uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hedging, my, hedging my bets. You know, I was just camped there probably for a couple of days. I got rations for a couple of days and then y'all could text me if you say come back. I'll turn around. If you say save a spot for me, I'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I might so, be the first to call you, man. Well, you see, I, you see, I'm on the enterprise, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I know, I know. That looks real, man. That's the that's one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah, so this this is my plan B. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The star shit. Because I'm yeah. like, damn man, where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, you can just call me and say, "Beam me up, man." Beam me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. You know, that's a good one. Ain't no telling who else is up there, though. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be any worse than here. I know. I know. Some of oh, this stuff. Man. Well, long as you got, long as you got an air fryer and some some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You can catch it go. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, man. Fried them. A bunch of potatoes, so we could do some fries. You know, <laughs> right. unreal, unreal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. any, whew, anyway, uh, Jamal, uh, you know, Jamal, how you doing? What's going on? I'm good, Bill. Uh, you know, glad we're doing this podcast. As we, uh, Steve and I were talking uh, before the show, this is like, this is more about therapy for us three than than about the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Oh, so. clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly. I wish that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, of course, we got the great Steve Wilson joining us. Steve, what's happening, man? How you been? Hey, been been hanging in here, man, day by day, and uh, like all of us, hoping that uh, it's going to be a brighter tomorrow. Well, mm. you know, where's Captain Kirk? By the way, I know you in the Star <laughs> Enterprise. Oh, you oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he he's chasing some woman around. Uh. He always does. <laughs> you know him, man. <laughs> yeah, Captain Kirk. You know. <laughs> He's ch- he's chasing him around, always, you know. <laughs> they got so many. I know, no telling where he is. And yeah, who. that's right. Some things never change. <laughs> I was. I'll, I'll say, Bill, Bill. Once again, you're a step ahead of us uh, as far as heading to the border. Uh, oh yeah. You know, we might we no. might be right behind you. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll be like, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to be straight. You know, I'll be like, you know, well, I got mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, no, man, I'll, I'll let you all know. But like I said, I'll, I'll hang around the border and see which way it goes. And then I just tip on over and, you know, uh, you know, see, like, I don't know what y'all think. You think that, that uh, I know, Steve, you, you travel outside the country a lot. Uh, you know, Jamal, me, maybe to a lesser extent. Do you think that, I know you probably have some people going up, do you think moving out the country it actually helps, would, would help, would be a, a help? Well, you know, that's a, that's a good question, Bill, because, man, you know, there's stuff happening everywhere right now. Right. I mean, all over the place. I mean, I, you know, and I get a lot of this information from my students at, at City College because we have students from everywhere, you know, um, uh, South America, Europe, uh, Japan, Korea, all over the place, man. And and there's really, there's issues jumping off everywhere right now. This, this of course, this COVID situation has exacerbated that. Um, but even before that, there were, uh, you know, the geopolitical scene has been in an upheaval everywhere. So, I, I mean, with that said now, because you mentioned Canada, and I've been talking with my friends in Canada, and Canada, man, to their credit, they seem to be one of the few places that have really dealt with this COVID thing in a non-political way. They put all of their political stuff aside and said, look, we're going to deal with this. And just like we saw with Major League Baseball, where, you know, Toronto said there will be no games in right. Canada. That's right. it. Right. They, they were the first ones to say, look, we ain't, we ain't jiving around with this. There will be no games in Canada. Right. So, so you know, they, they really took the step, man, to say, well, we're going to do what's necessary and, and put all the BS aside. And, uh, and as other countries, Taiwan, uh, Korea, they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't get caught up in all the crazy shenanigans. So uh, to me, even from a COVID, if just from a COVID standpoint, those are the places, if you want to go somewhere different, those are the places you want to go because uh, they're doing everything necessary to take care of business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can, yeah, can. so Canada sounds like a, a good spot. Um I mean, what what do we think? What do we think is going to happen tonight? I'm, in, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, uh, you know, but it's hard. Right. It's, it's impossible not to think of what happened, you know, four years ago. Well, I, I, I must tell you, man. I mean, I, I I will be stunned if this dude loses. You know, I, I'll I'll be stunned, um, a because he's the incumbent, and then unlike the other one termers, you know, like. Uh, Bush Sr., Ford, Uh, this guy has basically is, is, is one of the most diabolical and he represents such a diabolical system that, that if he loses, it'll be one of the greatest political upsets in recent political history because, you know, there's no way with all the shit he's got legally at his, and then illegally, you know, with intimidation, with all kinds, of, you know, he. I think with with previously, there's probably some honor among. There's a certain, you know, he steals and all that. But there's a certain level, uh, you know, where you kind of stop. 
but what he said from the very beginning, there is no level. There is no, there are no boundaries. I will, he wants to, or the people he represents wants to change this whole thing around, not just an office before. He wants to change everything, man. You know, get us back to when the Constitution had no amendments. It was a white run country. It was a white male country. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, like I said, man, then honestly, I kind of, I don't know how much faith I've got in my white brothers and sisters, you know, uh, who are really going to have to be the ones that step forward and not let this guy get away with this, right. you know? So we don't know how many of them say one thing and then they get behind the, you know, get behind the booths and pull all the other levers, you know, when mm -hmm. they think about, well, do I really want to give up, uh, White privilege? Do I really want to give up privilege? You know, I'm living shit, you know? I don't know. So, I don't know. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, well, Bill, with, with all of that said, I mean, uh, one, I, I've been saying to, you know, friends in conversation over the last few weeks, last few months, if if nothing else, and, and I don't say this lightly, we, we have... And I would never to think of thanking Donald Trump for anything. But if we do have one thing to thank him for, no matter what happens, he has revealed that our democracy and our constitution is not what we've been taught that it's supposed to be throughout these many generations. He and his administration have exposed the, the fragile nature of this democracy and this constitution, because like, like Bill Maher said in one of his shows a few weeks ago, you know, it, you know, everyone, all the pundits always said, well, how he, how Trump has always just sort of ignored the norms. Now we know that a lot of these norms, right, they aren't binding. They aren't in writing. Right. They are not in writing. So everything from the courts to the executive branch, the powers of executive branch, to all of the, the things that we took for granted throughout every presidency, even presidents, you know, that we thought were a little tricky, like, well, like Tricky Dick, or, right. <laughs> you know, even when we agree to disagree with any president, we now understand, man, that this constitution and this democracy is, is on very fragile ground. And if Biden wins, if he achieves nothing else, they need to restructure they really seriously need to restructure from top to bottom this democracy. And they're talking about the balance of powers in terms of the structure of the courts, you know, um, all amendments, new amendments to protect voting rights, uh, protect women's rights. I mean, it's the whole thing. So if we have nothing else, man, we now know, man, that this is built on a house of sand. Right. There's right. <laughs> no question about that. And whether, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever you are, no one can dispute that. No right. one can dispute that. We now know this. Right. I'm, you know, encouraged by the turnout, like the record early turnout. Uh, you know, I voted early for the first time ever. Um, you know, you see it. You see it across the country. I mean, you already know the numbers. Uh, we've already, you know, before election day, we pretty much we pretty much reached the 2016 level of voter participation. And I think, um, you know, one of the things with Trump is that he is so stupid that, you know, like, I, th I think he could he could have gotten reelected easily if he would have just taken care of the COVID situation, pretended to care. And he couldn't even do that. 
So I think his his stupidity may save us from another four years of him. Um, but let me ask you guys a question, though, Jamal. I mean, everything that you're saying is based on, you know, uh, sort of a, a legitimate, you know, that's like, you know, when boxers, when you box, you shake hands at the in the ring. You know, there's a certain orthodoxy. But what happens? You find a cat who, when he comes out the middle of the ring, he, like, immediately kicks you in the nuts mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. like, fucking hits you with a, you know, like, in other words, yes. So, okay, there's a lot of voting early, but that doesn't mean they're going to steal earlier. I mean, you know, then the, the, <laughs> well, we, you know, you know we, have, we have we have to see if he can do. Is he smart enough even to do that? You know how because he hasn't really they haven't been great execution wise in anything. Even even the last election, um, you know, was he was going up against, you know, someone who people, a lot of people hated and he and he lost the popular vote to her. He won all those states. Everything went perfectly. And maybe maybe those were stolen. Who knows? But I mean, he won. Mm-hmm. He won Wisconsin by 1%. He won Michigan by 1%. He won Pennsylvania by 1%. He won Florida by 1%. You know, I mean, he's going to have to do a, even a better job of stealing this one, I think. Because, so you, gonna, well, because the numbers will be that much more against him. What, what do you think, Steve? I mean, am I the only I'm, pessimist? Or, I'm, not, I'm not even being I mean, pessimistic. I, I hear where you're coming from. I'm and not I, even being that's what has me scared. I'm still scared. Yeah. Well, well, at least at least that's a change from four years ago when motherfuckers weren't scared. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, they, you know. Yeah. Well, to to both of your points, man. Um, what is different now? Um, and and thanks to to Mitch McConnell, that the infrastructure, the legal infrastructure, is there. Oh yeah. Is there to take it? I don't know if you guys have watched the uh, the documentary. Uh, it's called Five Three Seven. It's on mm. um, it's on HBO. And they profiled, they went, did a behind the scenes look at the election of uh, 2000, you know, with, with uh, Bush oh, and Gore. Yeah. And man, all the stuff that we weren't told, all, this, all of the little things that were in play legally shows you how that was done. And of course, now, if, if we didn't have the Electoral College, it, it wouldn't even have gotten to this point. Right. And it's another thing we need to do away with, man, because when you think about it, and this is why this is why I say it is reason to be afraid because because McConnell and and Bush have man they have appointed hundreds of judges right hundreds right. of judges man in these four years hundreds of them and many of them uh, deemed non qualified right uh, so the legal structure is there if they really right. want to do it and, and the it Supreme was, Court too and the Supreme uh, Court so there is reason to be concerned about it you know so so i think without a, a convincing landslide they could if they really if they really wanted to man they could oh, i agree you know i think yeah. i think we need pretty much pretty pretty close to a convincing landslide which you know is possible but also you know like i i'm, I'm i agree with you bill like i i get the i get the fear like if it were just a if if two you know if 2016 never happened i would have been i wouldn't be scared at all i would just go by the polls and say you know he has biden has a 90 percent chance to win according to 538 uh you know i would be like you know what are we worried about but we were kind of like that last time it was a little the numbers weren't as great uh in clinton's favor but she was still favored to win and it, and it didn't happen yeah well i mean what like say people thought that um you know that uh was it? I was watching the documentary, um, uh, you know, but all the people who we thought, all the police who we thought would be convicted each time, 
you know, we thought it was like slam dunk. Each time, <laughs> oh my God, how did he get away? Oh my God, how do you? Oh, oh surely, you know, and it's so like that. So, um, again, man, you know, like I said, I, uh, uh, you know, um, I've just lost faith. I, I don't know if I'm putting too much on our white people, you know, our white friends, no, you know, to, 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 to basically say, we're not letting this guy get away with this. We're going to risk it. We're going to fight for this democracy and, you know, fight for our lattes and all. <laughs> I think you, I think you should put it on him because, because if he, if he, if he uh, wins again, they're going to put it on us. They're going to say, Oh, well, you know, he got five more percent of the black male vote and this, and that's the reason black males didn't come out. Uh, in Florida, like there was. Right. A Meanwhile, right. what are you talking about? We we're we're the blo voting block that that votes Democrat more than anybody. Right. Uh, we're the smartest voting block out there. We always, no matter what, we give you eighty percent plus of our vote, <laughs> all right. every election. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, well, that that bring, that brings up an interesting point because we we've seen this uh, recent, uh, I guess, a few uh, rappers and stuff that have come out to be pro. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> what? I'm like, what is this? What? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you feel well in our sphere, Jason Whitlock, and I'm not oh. surprised by that. Jason's been Uncle Tom for a long time. Right. Uh, all due respect, Jason. I'm sorry if you listen to this. You know, I respect you, brother. You, you know. know, but you know, a, you know, Uncle Tom's. You know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, I was reading a great <laughs> book called uh, called uh, Sellouts or survivors, something like that, a history of black conservatives. And it was a really fascinating look at black conservatism, you mm -hmm. know, uh, from probably like the uh, turn of century, 19th, you know, 20th century to now, you know, Condoleezza Wright and all that, just a whole history of black conservatives. They even talk about uh, Elijah Muhammad and other, mm -hmm. you know, who you'd be, some, you know, this whole conservative thing. So there have been people like that, I guess, the question is maybe those people are now, I guess, either more pronounced or being given a seat. I'm just curious, Steve, in, in, in your circle of musicians, you, you, you tend to think, we think of musicians, we always think of, you know, very liberal and all that. But what, you know, do you talk much about that? What's the scene in terms of the artistic community and the, and the music community and jazz community in terms of the, the, sort of the political, you know, sort of the political leanings? I mean, no. Well, by and large, the arts world is is uh, liberal, very liberal, and and particularly within the jazz community. I mean, I guess if if we're going to attach a term to it, it's, it's liberal. Um, but that's, there's also a lot of a lot of intelligent discourse that takes place. Um, you know, I mean, I, I actually uh, Andre Guess, who um, you know was up until recently was Chris McBride's longtime manager. Now Andre's now moved on. Uh, he's got an interesting uh, blog that he's now launched. But we have a lot of conversations about politics, and he's there, and he lives in Louisville. So he's been watching all of these events unfold in Louisville, and he's gone out and interviewed some of the young people involved in the movement there. So it's interesting to get their take. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's interesting dynamic, Bill, because um, as many people in America may not be aware of, uh, most black folks were Republicans until uh, the election of 1960. And uh, because of the legacy of Lincoln, 
you know, and of course that started to transform when, when FDR was elected, uh, yeah. you know, but, but, there, but there's a whole interesting history behind that. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm of the frame of mind. I think that there are in concept, I think there are good ideas that can be labeled as conservative, as, as liberal, as whatever, but, but what the, what the Republican party has become in the last eight years and speci specifically under Trump, it's really, for me, I cannot understand and cannot see the logic and people of color aligning themselves with what the party has become in right. terms of espousing hatred and racism and xenophobia and, and all of those things that are, are contradictive to what in my mind, what the American ideal is supposed to be. So it's, it's you know, <laughs> when I see something, you know, like Ice Cube, like, come on, man. Okay. Yeah. So, so Ice Cube, I would say to Ice Cube, so, so what do you say to a Trump when you see him making some of the comments that he, that he makes about people of color? What do you, first, and secondly, what do you see? Are you going to hold him to task? For the voting rights that we are losing every day, for the voter suppression that's happening in front of your face, what are you going to say to him? Is this is this included in your so-called platinum plan, really? Right. Tell tell us about that, and we need to hold hold them accountable. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, that that's very true, man. Uh, and maybe that's another thing, Steve. You, know, you talked about, you know, what this what this period of time has done. A in terms of how we see the Constitution. But, you know, how we see each other, you know, uh, holding each other uh, accountable. Right. Um, I mean, I guess you could be a Democrat or, or a Republican or, or an independent. But, you know, where are you in terms of black survival? Right. You know, that, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I, th I think a lot, of, a lot of times these guys, like the entertainers, the rappers, they don't, they're, not, they're not really paying attention the 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 whole way the you know for for a long you know from the beginning they're not, they're not really they're jumping in at the end when there's when there's a, an election and they're, and then you look at it since they haven't been paying attention they look at it and they say oh you know all these politicians are the same as two old white guys uh you know we, you know I'll work with either one of them but they right. have they don't really know what they're talking about that's that's the key you know they don't. Mm -hmm. They don't have any idea, really. You know what's going on, or and especially what's what's going on behind the scenes. So they come in and they try to, you know, they, you know, they're they're just try, you know, trying to make a statement. Like Ice Cube, for instance. I, you know, I I just think he got he got played. I, you know, Ice Cube didn't really he didn't really um uh you know support Trump. He just said I'm willing to work with either side. And then and Trump is the one that came to me first. Well, of course he came to you first because he knew he could use you. Right. And, you know, and, and probably on the Democratic side, other black people such as us were probably like, we don't really want Ice Cube in charge of <laughs> of the black plan for America. So right. he's going to he's going to go to Trump, who does want him in charge of the black plan for America. Right. With shoppers buying everything online these days, getting those holiday gifts for family and friends is going to be harder than ever. But no need to worry because our friends at Seattle Shirt Company have us covered. Jay and the team have an unbelievable selection of NFL and NBA jerseys for everyone on your list. These jerseys are 100% authentic. From current superstars like LeBron James 
to the all-time legends like Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Walter Payton, Seattle Shirt Company has it all. And right now, for our listeners, we have a special one-time only pre-Black Friday Cyber Monday deal. Everything you buy at seattleshirt.com is 30% off. So head to seattleshirt.com and enter the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for 30% off of your entire order. Shipping is always free. Seattle Shirt Company, helping you get ready for the holidays a little bit early. And you know, to both of your points, man, um, bottom line is that as, as a people, if nothing else, we need to know by now that look, we can't look to either political party right. to, to be a savior. Right. And, and we will not get respect from any sector of the community, whether it's political party or, or the rest of the world, until we begin to take care of ourselves and nurture our own, which, which happens, which we see happening in, in smaller pockets. You know, like some of the athletes who have stepped up and put up schools and, you know, community organizations, this sort of thing. But this needs to happen on a grander scale, you know, and we have to stop looking at trying to form an alliance at this party or that party because that stuff is always in flux. Right. It's always in flux. We need to build a structure that will be impervious to, to, to that flux to, that says, well, look, we have ours. We have our own. So now if you want to negotiate whoever you are, okay, let's sit and talk, but we're not going to, but have this in mind. We're not going to depend on you for this, doing this or that. And we have to be a part of the process, like at That's not right. just one election, not just two That's elections. Right. Like we, you know, we, we showed up for Obama and then when, when Obama's done in 16, we kind of fall back. Okay, things have changed, whatever. And then, but the other side, they're not going anywhere. Like it's like in sports, they're not they're not going to beat themselves. Like we have to, we have to beat them into submission. Okay, and we got to remember that no matter what happens in after this election. Right, and you know, I guess I sense too that you know coming out of eight years of uh, Obama, and if you put yourselves in a position, these these white folks, a lot of them, you could imagine, you know, just how we are we're reviled by every time we see uh, POTUS 45, you could imagine them going through eight years of every day seeing Obama mm-hmm. and his right. and his mm-hmm. wife and the black right. kids in the White right. House. And right. it must have been an absolute it was. nightmare. And yeah. then that the fact that he got into office, if you're a white male, said, you know what, this is the first time that we couldn't do anything to stop it. That mm-hmm. we are basically outflanked by the by the brown people, the black people, the we we can't do anything about it, mm-hmm. and so I think that that so and 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 there was a hatred there for Obama. I think people resent Trump, even white people. They resent, but I don't know if they hate him. They they like you know they they were. I think you know Trump was coming on the thing of hatred and fear. We never want that to happen to us again. You know, please protect the white man. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that with Trump. Even as white people may just see him as like their little despicable uncle or despicable guy. But I don't know if there's that deep-rooted hatred that and fear that people had for uh, Obama. So I don't know. I mean, y- you know, um, and then the second thing is, you know, who is we? You know, we're talking about we've got to do this, we got to do that. Well, you know, you already see Ice Cube and people like Jason Whitlock and these, you know, so who are is there any, is there, who are we as black folks? Is there some unified 
black community, national right. community? Or is that just sort of a a, a myth that we kind of have to hold on to? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think uh, it's there still is because when you look at like those guys, they're just—it's not many of them. You know, it's not you know Ice Cube, Lil Wayne, like like I said with with the voting, we like we get we're eighty. 80 is an understatement. We're usually like 90, 85 to 90 percent. We all, you know, we we vote Democratic and people try to come back at us like like there's something wrong with us because we do that. Like we don't really see how bad the Republican Party is. Like we're not, you know, we're we're in both, you know, we're beholden to uh, to Democrats. No, so we we actually see what's going on and see right. how bad the other side is. So even like Whitlock and all these guys, it's not. It's it's not a it's not a large percentage. It's not like even the Hispanic community is it's 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 much more, you know. They're like they get about 35 percent of the Republican vote, you know. So it's not even on that level. Like we we're pretty much are in the same camp when you think about it. Right, 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 right. So so let me ask you guys this: uh, as we, you know, as we do this mini election day special voting, uh, if people listen, the, the people are going to listen to this. I guess tomorrow, whatever, and we probably still won't know the deal, but <laughs> what is your source of hope? Either way, whether, you know, regardless of which way this goes, you know, what is your source of of hope and optimism moving forward? Uh, for, for me particularly, it's the young, young people. Um, because I see more young people that are getting involved uh, politically and more young people that are politically uh, savvy um, and seem to be speaking up. And I think the last four years they've understood that, you know, democracy is not a spectator sport, yeah. you know, especially now in these days and times, man. And, uh, and you know, I don't think it's all organized right now, but but the fact that we're seeing more young people uh, even within these last four years, talking about high school students, you know, like the students in, from the high school in Florida where the shootings happen and, and from across the country. So they're, they're speaking up and they're, they're speaking up louder. Uh, so I, I see that, that they're getting more active um, and they're becoming more aware of history also and, and the struggles that, uh, you know, that's gotten us to this point and how we're, we're, at a, we're literally at a turning point you know, because uh, we see this voter suppression thing again happen all across the country, man. And that's affecting tens of millions of people. And and no matter what the political stripe is, if if the governor of Texas says, well, uh, he only wants to have one drop off ballot box for a county, like the, you know, for a city the size of Houston, that affects everybody, not just Democrats. Exactly. That, affects, that affects everybody, man. Right, right. You know, right. so, you know, people are going, hey, wait a minute here, you know. So I, I'm encouraged by young folks speaking up. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I think, I mean, that's that's what you have to be encouraged by. Um, I'm encouraged by the, the the turnout, the early voting turnout, which was, you know, a large segment of the African-American community came out. That's that's going by, you know, the numbers that they they put out. But also even anecdotally, you know, I went to school in North Carolina, um, I got friends in North Carolina, my age, um, you know, who, who who are not consistent voters. Um, and they're, you know, they all telling me they went out and when they went to the polls, they saw nothing but black people, <laughs> the polls, were, which, which they were shocked by. So I think, you know, this, you know, I think Trump 
the you know the one the good thing he may have done was open people's eyes um because i do think people were complacent you know especially young people they're probably complacent if you were if obama was the first time you were uh you know voting age uh Right. You might have thought, hey, you know, you know, we're good. It's not, you know, it's not such a bad country, you know. Right. Um, you know, we had a, we had a, you know, we have a black president, and then, you know, to see what, how quickly it can just reverse completely, I think opened up a lot of people's eyes, and hopefully, um, you know, this kind of voter turn, like, like let's say Biden does figure out a way, you know, that they do actually count most of the votes, and he does win, um, the next election. You, you can't have, you, you just cannot have a drop off and be complacent because we know exactly what can happen. So hopefully, uh, you know, young people realize that. So what do you think, uh, as we close out, when people, when people, uh, let's say like Thursday or Wednesday night or something, what do you think, what do you think the headlines are going to be? What do you think the people are going to be talking about? I'll put you guys on the spot. And then I'll, in advance, they'll be saying, you know. <laughs> and Bill will be in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <it's> gonna, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, and maybe, and, and maybe smartly so. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. I hope they won't be saying is "burn, baby, burn." Yeah. Right. You know, because man, I was out yesterday and um, coming home from teaching, and, uh, and seeing all of these buildings being businesses being boarded up in anticipation. I'm saying, man, boy, what a statement! What a statement on the times we're in. You know, so I'm literally hoping, man, that we won't be you know, like we were in the summertime, you know, uh, talking about all of the violence and stuff. I just hope that there's a peaceful, well, I, I, I hope that the headlines will say we had a peaceful transition. That's what, that's what I hope for. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I I think the headlines will say that Biden won the election. Um, but we, we, we're still going to, you know, even if he wins, you still have Trump there until January. Yeah. You know, so it's not even it's it's not really a win yet. There's no win That's like, true. because, he, you know, and we don't know what he's capable of, you know, from right. now to January. So it's still a very dangerous time. It probably, becomes, like it probably becomes more dangerous, you know, now, right. that, now that Biden, you know, if Biden wins. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, it, you can celebrate, but don't, you better celebrate really quickly. You know, like for like a, you know, you know, like they say, is you know, after you win a big game of sports, celebrate tonight and then get back to work tomorrow because um, this, it's not a true victory yet. That's right. It. Right. No, you're absolutely right, man. I think, um, you know, I guess we all have to get over like, you know, people say, oh, man, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Well, we're having this conversation. <laughs> it's, right. it's real. This you is know. Real. You know, and uh, I, I even talking to some of my friends, I, I get some of my white friends, I think that many of them or some, you know, like I've mean, I got tons of people I'm talking about. But, you know, I think that there's a certain naivety that's like, it can't happen. That couldn't happen here. Uh, I think maybe a lot of people, you know, had their eyes open by 2016 mm-hmm. about, like you said, the Constitution you know, that there is no Santa Claus and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, anyway, but I, I, I uh, you know, um, I just guess we have to keep, keep hopeful. I just keep going back to our ancestors and said, you know, I wonder, 
how they felt when they had like Woodrow Wilson and right. and all these people. And no, none of them were like yeah. great for black. But what, people. what about right. what about Reconstruction when they actually had some power and it was so and it was just taken away from taken them? Away. That's right. right. You know, and then you had you know, and in another hundred years of this. Yeah, man. <laughs> how about that? Here we are, right? Here. Well, you know, I mean, the whole idea, man, is that this stuff, you know, it will never be over. And I mean, I think that sort of mentality. This, you know. Uh, you know, we'll we'll be grinding and resisting and fighting for as long as y'all, you know, as long as y'all want to deal with this anger and the hatred and turning this back to a white man's country, you know, no, no, you know, whatever that takes, yeah. you know, yeah. not, yeah, you know, like that's like, the key, whatever have, that takes. Yeah, we have just as much stamina as you, and right. I do believe at the end, love will always win, you know, but, but you know. You it, like you said, Steve. It's, it's not a spectator sport. No, you got to get involved in this. You got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get involved. You know, that's it. You take yeah. care of people like you know people like uh, Ice Cube and whoever else. Have, th th there's a price that they got to pay in terms of. That's, that's right. right. That's not right. buying your records or that's right or whatever. You yeah, know, Ka Kanye, Lil Wayne. Let's call them out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Don't forget. That's the thing too. Don't forget. No matter what happens now, don't forget what you know the the stances that these took that these people took right and, and on the other side and on the other side too because i guarantee you if if uh biden wins all these republicans who were big time enablers of trump the whole time they're gonna act like they don't know who trump is and right you, you can't and you can't let them get away with that because because they think that's they're, they're banking on the they're banking on the fact that that they can you know people will forget you know right. that, that they that they actually were the people who helped trump all the way through, do everything, everything bad he did that they, that he couldn't have done any of that without them. Right. So, we yeah, had, right. so you can so never forget, never right. forget, never uh, forget who helped right. him. That's Absolutely. right. Thank you. That's right. That's a good Absolutely. point. Yeah. Never get put the pictures up there, you know, that this is who you are. You right. know. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, listen, man, this has like been a reprieve for at least 40, 40 minutes, you know. Uh, you know, what are y'all gonna do the rest of the rest of the evening? I'm gonna go in the corner and cry, Bill. <laughs> in advance <laughs> oh man what did yeah. Joe Williams say man he's supposed to cry right. <laughs> oh I, I gotta tell you the story the, remember the story I was telling I was telling you uh, and I remember vividly uh, uh, 2016 on election night um, you know I'm a polls guy like even even this even now like I, I wake up every morning and look at I, I look at the polls and all that kind of stuff I did it last time I did it now um, people said that the polls were wrong last time, but they really were right in, in some ways because they had it really close last year. And I, I would say to myself, oh, they don't, the polls are wrong. It can't be that close. But yeah. it turns out the polls were right. But, you know, last year, 2016 election night, I'm on the New York Times tracker, which is which they do a great job of kind of telling you which way the race is going. And it was only about 7.30 or 8 o'clock or something like that. And, and you could already tell that it was really Trump, Trump was going to win. Yeah. I remember, you know, I don't, it was before nine o'clock, it was like eight something. And I, it was just, you knew that Trump was gonna win. And I, man, I, you know, I never, <laughs> I don't know, I remember ever feeling like that. I just went, I went into, I just walked head down <laughs> to my bedroom, turned the light off and I, I went to bed and my wife was like, what's wrong with you? She was like, it's over already? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and wow. I, I remember, um, you know, around 2 a.m. I woke up hoping, ho you know, woke up hoping a it was a dream. <laughs> nope, not a dream. You know, so I'm just hoping I have a different 
feeling tonight. That's all I can hope for. Yeah, well, I'm with you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully next time we meet, we'll be in victory formation. Right. <laughs> That's right. Here or abroad. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Toronto, here we come. <laughs> so I want you to see if Anyway, listen, everybody, you know, we'll, 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 we'll do another one. And the good news is that no matter what happened 2016, you know, we're all still here. That's true. Barely, you know, barely, uh, but we're here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, whatever, you know. You know, COVID-19. You know, people are like, oh, could you have predicted COVID-19? No, but we all predicted something was going to go very wrong with the yeah. yeah. president. Yeah. Right, 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 right. All right, brothers. Well, listen, we'll, you know, we'll, uh, to everybody, you know, uh, pray, keep your fingers crossed, stay healthy, be safe, you know. Um, key things, be safe, and we will see you guys soon. You know, so keep your fingers crossed. God bless. Yes, indeed. All right, guys. See you guys later. All right. Be good, guys. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.